Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Happy to be spending our day with you. Got some great stories. We are Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And we got interesting stuff. A Nutter review. Have to find out what that means. Tesla batteries in the cold. And oh, Amazon's raising their prices again. So hello, Marsha. And how are you? How you doing, Mark? It's been an interesting week. Lots of technology going on. I, I think I could t- stand a little rest from technology, but yeah. still still dealing with CES stuff. Um, I heard you did something interesting. Then you learned some stuff about cybersecurity. Which... Yeah, very interesting. I had the, um, the honor, actually, of hosting Admiral James Stav Redis, who is the, was the Supreme Commander of NATO, uh, 50 medals that he's won 27 in foreign. Co- I mean, just a fascinating guy, one of the top military guys in the world. And we talked about cybersecurity and whether or not he was concerned about that. And he is. He said he is concerned about cybersecurity. He's concerned about hacking. Uh, he thinks it's a big issue that we have to address in some way. I even talked to him about TikTok. Uh, you know, because of the whole controversy of whether or not we should get rid of TikTok in the United States. Um, he said that it is a cybersecurity threat, that they are, uh, that they get their information from Russia, from China. Uh, he didn't go as far to say as it should be eliminated, but he did say it's a major concern. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, that was when talking. One of these days, maybe we'll get Brian Krebs or somebody on the phone that isn't affiliate. Uh, affiliated with the government because we know the government standings on a lot of things. Right. And and I'd really like to have the core information that's not yeah, colored by politics. Well, the one thing I liked about him is he had been, apparently he had been vetted for vice president by Hillary Clinton. And he'd also been asked to do a uh, cabinet position in the Trump administration. So he calls himself a centrist and a, you know, uh, uh, he's not political one way or the other. And he was just kind of a down-to-earth, really amazing guy, I thought. Cool. Yeah, very impressed with him. Cool, Uh, Cool. All right, Amazon. Yeah, but when you're working for the government, you're still carrying the government line with you. Well, he didn't go to work for either. (laughs) He turned turned down Trump, and I guess maybe he didn't get Oh, he's a a, retired admiral. He's a retired admiral. Yeah, he's not currently You didn't say that in the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's retired. Well, he's got so many titles and so many things. He's a fascinating, really good guy. So back to back to something that's going to affect a lot of people. And I have to tell you, as a shopper of Amazon Fresh, when I go to that market, there are always more people building orders mm-hmm. than shoppers. Right. I mean, there is a lot of manual labor in getting the orders together mm-hmm. and getting them out for people. So I found this thing, and Amazon is going to start charging – for Prime members, for U.S. grocery orders, less than $150. Now, this is and, delivery, right? These are yeah, the delivery charges. Yeah, and frankly, no. you know, somebody orders $30 of groceries, should they get free? I mean, really? Right. They have to go through almost the same amount of effort to deliver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the charges for Amazon Fresh gro- Grocery Delivery Service will be nine ninety five for orders of less than $50. I got to tell you, I think it's fair. I mean, think about what Uber Eats charges. Think of, you know, what oh, sure. all of right. Instacart. 
six ninety five for orders between fifty and a hundred, and three ninety five for orders of a hundred to a hundred and fifty. Now that's you know significant, but yeah. four four dollars to have an order delivered with the price of gas and that's everything. Not bad. That's uh, it, not, you know, they had previously delivered free grocery delivery uh, for anything more of $35 if you had Amazon Correct. Prime. So yeah, I don't see it's a big deal, but I see, you know, people running around with their hair on fire about it. But the prices at Amazon Fresh are good. The quality is good. The product is fresh. I have no problem with it. And besides, if I need to go shopping at Amazon Fresh, I'll just generally return something. <laughs> right. And if I have to return something, um, I will definitely uh, bring it to Amazon Fresh and take care of it myself. I mean, the big disadvantage to the to the door, you know, the Uber Eats and DoorDash and all those other things are. When you order through those kind of companies, they jack up the prices, even Costco as well. They jack up the prices about 10 to 20% when you order from them in addition to their delivery charges. I don't think Amazon Fresh does that, do they? Did, did we lose Marsha? No, you didn't lose me. What? Oh. <laughs> Oh, suddenly I was on my own. Say what? (laughs) Uh, I said, does Amazon Plus, uh, like Costco and some of the other delivery services, raise their prices as opposed to buying it at the either the restaurant? What is Amazon Plus? Or Amazon uh, Fresh, rather, not Amazon Plus. Amazon Fresh. Do they raise the prices as Uh, opposed to going into Amazon Fresh and buying them for delivery or online? No. Oh well, that's what everybody else does. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. They don't. They don't. You go yeah. on the uh, on the Amazon app. It's the same order, same um, price. Yeah. So well, that's good to know. You know, honestly, for orders of a hundred, well, I don't know what happens over a hundred and fifty. They don't charge anything, I guess. No. No, yeah, they don't. I mean, for a hundred dollars, so you know, accumulate your buying if you want, and come up with a hundred dollar order. Not that hard to do at a supermarket. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been doing that, but a lot of racing going on at Amazon in multiple different ways. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. And, I, so and I think, you know, it's valid. I mean, they're having problems. I mean, everybody's having problems in the economy right now. So, I don't know. It's just another unfortunate thing of what's going on in our society. Yeah, Exactly. Um, all right, you found an interesting story about a, a Tesla owner that was stranded with his Model S. What happened? Now, the amazing thing is that this happened um, on Christmas, which is rather upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> and we know Tesla has told us, no, 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 it's not true. Uh, Tesla batteries will work even in the cold and the whole thing. But I can tell you, You know, you talk about Arctic blasts. I was north of the Arctic Circle, and I had a lithium battery, obviously, as we all do in our phones. And the power went to zero, and there was no charging unless I took the phone and put it inside my clothes and got my body heat to warm it up. That is my personal experience. Interesting. It was at zero, and within a couple of minutes, it was back up to 80%. Okay. Because the cold affects these batteries, Mm -hmm. period. 
So there's this guy in Virginia who had no power in his house at all. So he went to a Tesla supercharger and he tried to charge it at home, but it wouldn't let him. He plugged it in and it failed to charge again. The vehicle showed a message that the battery was heating and the car had a range of 19 miles at 1.11 p.m. Yeah, not so good. So he's standing in an Arctic freeze, really cold. Uh, he's in Virginia. At 3.03, almost two hours later, battery is heating, 19 miles. Same thing on the display. Uh, the temperature that he was in was around 19 degrees Fahrenheit or minus 7 for the centigrade users. Um, I was in minus 20. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it doesn't. And he did a video and he said, Tesla S will not charge in the cold, stranded on Christmas Eve. And he posted it to TikTok. Now, they say people have range anxiety for the fear the EV might not have enough battery charge to res to get to where you're going. And double checking on this, according to the AAA, whom I believe, they know cars, cold temperatures can substantially reduce the range of electric car batteries. Um, they found that at 20 degrees Fahrenheit, the average driving range of EVs fell by 12% if a car's cabin heater was not turned on. So you're basically driving around in a refrigerator. Yeah, exactly. If you turn on the heater, the range will be reduced by 41%. Now, this is from the AAA. I am right. not hating on Tesla because no, I right. think they're brilliant cars. So that means for every 100 miles of combined urban highway driving, the range at 20 degree would be reduced to 59 miles. The colder the temperatures get, the, the more reduction in range. Now, I have experienced this, as I said, with a lithium-ion battery in my phone. They've done studies. And right now, there's nothing you can do. Those batteries are weak when they're cold, according to the University of Michigan's Energy Institute. At cold temperatures, it's important to have plenty of energy left so you can start. Don't think that being near an outlet to charge will get you out of trouble. So park your EV in a garage, keep, keep your eye on the battery level, and Frankly, I'm hoping there's a new technology coming soon. I mean, you know, that's why people go to Florida in the winter, because it's warmer there. So maybe if you've got a Tesla and you're in a cold area, you better stay in Florida so your car charges up. Exactly. That, that's a big problem, I have to say. Wow. Um, okay, well, good to know, uh, or bad to know if you own a Tesla. Um, there's also a, an interesting story that I ran across uh, in regard to the Tesla. And this was kind of funny, and I'd never really heard of this company. There's an electric vehicle subscription company, Autonomy, which will deliver a, a couple of different cars to you on a one-month lease. So if you've ever leased a car, typically your leases are one year, three years, five years. Yeah, but this well, is like renting a car, isn't yeah, it right? It is like renting a car, yeah. You can rent it for one month. Uh, according to this individual who did it, he said uh, a driver drove from California to deliver it to Chicago, uh, oh. scanned the car, and within five <laughs> minutes of his arriving, he left him with his brand new electric vehicle. It was his for a whole month, and you can lease it. Uh, the minimum term is 31 days, after which you can return the car at any point within 14 days' notice. No multi-year commitments like a traditional lease. 
And he said, according to this gentleman, he said his experience with autonomy arrived at the perfect time, debating whether to buy a car or go electric or hybrid or, you know, built in. Uh, So this is kind of interesting. Yeah, they have all kinds of Tesla Model 3, Tesla Model Y. Um, I think this is very cool. I'm curious. uh, How does this handle with the insurance? Yeah, I mean, I is that included, Mark? Uh, the insurance is, uh, let's see if it says, does the insurance include, I don't know if the article addressed insurance in there. I'm sure you probably call your own insurance company, let them know you have a car, and then at the end of the month, if you don't keep it, you give it back to them. It doesn't talk about them including insurance on it. So I suspect you have to put your own insurance on there. But it's really kind of an interesting thing. Uh, the Tesla, let's see, the latest price cut brings the uh, Tesla Model 3 to 43000 uh, so they've come down somewhat in price, still more expensive than other cars. Uh, this company, Autonomy, has currently the Tesla Model 3 and Model Y. So those are the cars that you can get through this company. But a really, really interesting idea. I don't know, would you test drive a car for a month well, that way? you know, they asked for what, uh, how much does Autonomy cost, okay? So a Tesla lease, a full Tesla lease. Yep. I don't understand this because autonomy charges three thousand dollars down and four fifty a month. Okay. Um, insurance costs will vary from state to state. Right. So it, it's not included in you know in the in the base price. So you can also do a thousand dollars a month, thousand dollars down. There are different ways you can do it. They'll sell you tax insurance. And after he added the tax and insurance at a thousand dollars per month, he was paying one thousand two hundred and eighty-six bucks for the month, yeah, which is expensive for a Char- forty-three thousand dollar car. Right, charging was extra. Uh, the guy spent fifty-six fifty-eight on Tesla superchargers during the thirty-day trial. Wow! And drove five hundred and seventy-nine miles. But that hey, that's ten cents a mile, cheaper yeah. than gas. Mm-hmm. But hopefully you have a Tesla supercharger near your house. You know. Yeah, it's still an issue. I, you know, I have to say I've driven a couple of Teslas, and frankly, not a fan. I mean, I like fast cars I, without question. I'm the guy that sits at the light, waits for it to change, and then you know guns it. I did that with a Tesla. I thought I was going to be thrown through the windshield. Uh, they uh, are so fast because there's no torque, so they just they just take off. You know, yeah. you've probably seen the videos of the Ferrari versus the Tesla, and the Tesla always wins. Um, and they've got some odd features that you can turn on and off. The te- Have you driven a Tesla? No, I'm I'm not a fan. I've been in a Tesla while it's been driving, uh, but okay. I have no interest in driving it myself. I, I think mean, the, the, cars, the dashboard is boring as batshit. So, it's you know. <laughs> it's weird-looking dashboard, although it's interesting because they actually show you the car next to you. It's actually got an image of an actual car. So if it's a, you know, if it, if it's a Ferrari next to you, you're going to see the image of a Ferrari next to you. I'm but, thrilled. <laughs> yeah, really? But, I mean, how important is that, really? Well, right. It's not. And then the uh, the other feature that I thought was odd, although you can turn this off, is the car automatically slows down when it feels like you're too too close to the car in front of you. So didn't love that feature. You know, I'd like to control where I am with my car. 
Yeah. And, uh, but it's an interesting idea. You know, if you're looking to try a Tesla out, you don't know that you want to spend $43,000 on the car, check out this autonomy. We, you know, not a sponsor of the show. We don't know anything about it. Not, not cheap either. Yeah, not cheap either. But yeah. The, but I but sp- the thing is, I'm waiting for version two of electric cars. Uh, this, I'm not totally sold on any of this. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, there needs to be a car that you can plug solar panels into. And right. just put them outside and charge your car even on the inside with, you know, put the cable through your house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, which, I don't know. Can you – I don't know the answer to this. You know, Tesla came out with their solar batteries uh, to to keep your uh, – you know, when you have um, solar energy to keep your batteries charged. I don't know if you can charge a car with one of Tesla's batteries. See, I don't know either. I would assume you could, but it, you it think, needs but a lot of – it needs a lot of power. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so can't wait to see the improvements, the things that will come forward. Right. Because, I mean, Tesla's been Tesla for quite a while as it stands. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure we're looking at some sort of changes in the near future. Very interesting. So I wanted to ask you, do you ever buy e-books? You know, I, years ago I did. And then I, you know, I started listening to ebooks on Audible, which I happen okay. to love. Okay, audio books. Audio you, books, right. You buy them, right? I don't, well, I have, yes, through Audible. That's how I get them. Okay, well, I've got a way where you can get your favorite stuff for free. Free is good. Free is my favorite, and you're not going to believe how flippin' simple it is. There is an app called Libby, as in library, get it, Libby? catchy Mm -hmm. it's the library reading app um you can get the most popular ebooks audiobooks magazines and comics and the it was created by a company called overdrive and is used in twenty two thousand public libraries and thousands of colleges universities corporate learning centers library whatever it's all over the country yeah that's great and nobody really knows about it it's a it's like this big secret so let Mm -hmm. me tell you how you can do it i'm in los angeles so i looked up the los angeles public library i applied for an e-card and now library cards can be Mm e-cards where you have a number which is your card and with that number you just download the libby app Show them you have a library card. You can download for free. I mean, this is what your taxes are going to. Ebooks, audiobooks, the whole shebang that I just mentioned. And I think this is really important. It provides 24-7 access to library ebooks and audiobooks in the app. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, you can read them on tablet, you, you know, you iOS or Android. Um since I told you it's a branch of Overdrive, Overdrive has the uh, website where you can do it on a PC or a laptop. So you can do this. All you need is a library card, and you can stop paying for audiobooks, ebooks, and anything that, I mean, over one million books were borrowed. One billion, I thought it said. One billion. Yeah, That's one billion, not one million, one billion. No, billion books have been right. borrowed. So I think this is a great idea. I want to share it with everybody because I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, Graham, when was the last time you walked into an actual library? <sighs> uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm not even sure it's been ten, longer than 10 years for me. 
I, I wasn't even sure libraries still existed. I love I libraries. Them. I mean, I'm a Dewey Decimal System f- fanatic. Wow. Don't even get me started. I used to be able to, every time I write a book, I look at the Dewey Decimal number and see where they've categorized it. Really? It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Something I don't want to do, but yay for you. Yeah. That's very uh, cool. It's interesting. Uh, all right. Okay, so now it is the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, and Amazon today for the buy of the week. Thank you, Marsha. Uh, this is a nice buy of the week, actually. It's a, uh, if you're looking for an earbud, Samsung, which makes very good products, has their Samsung Galaxy Buds 2. They're called True Wireless Earbud Noise-Canceling Ambient Sound Bluetooth uh, uh, Earbuds. Very lightweight. Marsha, they come in colors, so you would like that. They actually make one in purple. I don't know if you like purple. You no, know, frankly, or not. I have one set of ear, you know, wireless earbuds. That's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't well, need any more. <laughs> and I hear you. Uh, and the, the, if, if you, <laughs> I don't know why they do this, but if you like and you want to have a purple one or a green one, they're all different prices. So the one that you buy, and who cares, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, what color your earbud is. So the one in graphite is on sale for $94. The normal price is $149.99. Again, it's got fantastic reviews. Out of almost 14,000 reviews, it got, uh, looks like, one, two, three, four, four and a half stars in here. So that's pretty good. It tunes out noise, tunes in voices. Um, You can speak clearly with it. And it's available for you at Amazon today. Again, it's the Samsung Galaxy Bud 2, available for $94, marked down for $149.99. And that is our buy of the week. Da-da. Da-da. Yeah, that's a pretty good buy. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Thank you, Juke Studio audience. Yeah, well, they have to applaud, you know, because it, well, it's yeah. kind of a big I mean, deal. Kind of and they're getting the audience seems to be getting bigger each week. So thank you all for driving to California to be in our studio audience. Well, I have got another tip. I mean, if the library wasn't Libby app wasn't enough of a tip, yes, I've please. got something that is really. I mean, we still have to clear out our email app, you know, our Gmail account. We still yeah, have every to time clear I try that. to figure out how to do that. Uh, I'm going to have to walk you through it, but yeah, that that's for next week's tip, but. This is about how to clean out your cluttered, like Google Photos, um, iPhone. You know, you have maybe tens of hundreds or thousands of images. Yeah, it's easy to take them because you don't use film. Just click and you don't think about it. We've been storing them forever. Oh, yeah. And I try to go back immediately and delete the ones out of the cloud that I don't care about. You know, the ones where one eye is closed or it's just bad or picture in my pocket or, you know, things like that. But you can't keep up up with it. It it just, it's, it's impossible. So here is the deal. Open the photo app of your choice. You can even do this on your phone or a tablet. Or I prefer a laptop or desktop because I like to see things in big. Right. (laughs) And I don't want to tap and blow up each picture. Mm -hmm. Um, You go into, I'll say Google Photos because that's what I use. 
type into the search box the date. Like today's date is January 28th. Type mm-hmm. January 28th. You will then get every picture from January 28th that you have ever put in the phone, as long as they have a date on them. I have some that are so old that they didn't even apply dates to. But (laughs) you'll find all of the January 20th and just go through them. Scroll through the images. Delete the ones you no longer want. And that's easy. Um, It makes it much more easy to comb through your videos and photos throughout the course of the year if you do it just every day. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't take that long. I mean, frankly, think about it. Uh, Tomorrow, you jump in there, put in January 29th, see your pictures, delete the ones you don't care about, and it will delete them off your device. And you're making more space on your devices, and you're making more space that you're not going to have to pay for in the cloud because neither uh, Google or Apple are giving you free storage that's worth, I mean, if you've been on the services at any length of time, you're paying extra. Oh, yeah. I pay, I think, 99 cents a month for 50 gig on iCloud storage. But don't you think that's a great idea? Yeah, I, mean, I think really? it's a good idea. You know, I um, years ago, I took a picture of one of my credit cards that I use on a regular basis. Because I didn't want to, you know, sometimes I'm just not near my wallet that has my card and I'll do things from the couch. So, but I, I find it takes me forever to find it because I keep adding so many photographs to my uh, to my listing of pictures that it takes me forever to actually find it in here. So that's a, that's a good well, idea. What, what you could do if you were using Google Photos, you'd type in driver's license and you would oh, see it immediately. Um, Google Photos no, also scans. Works. The, it may. Uh, they scan the text on the items or say documents, search for documents, and it may show up then. You know, Marsha, you are a freaking genius. I am. That's why I, I do a tech just show. <laughs> typed in mine was, yeah, I have to listen to the show more often because uh, I just typed this. This card happens to be a city card. I typed in city, and you're absolutely right. It came up. Ta da! Ah, good tip. Really good yeah, tip. Yeah, you know, I try. Yeah. I try. Not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Thank you again. Yes, thank you very much. Um, yeah, that was that was really interesting. Uh, okay, so the iPhone 14. So here we are. This is January. Um, and we're already talking about the next iPhone, which is the 15, which will be out sometime this summer. But the satellite, what, what they upgraded in 14 was the ability to get a emergency signal. You know, if you're in, we've talked about this a number of times before, mm-hmm. if you're using your phone and you're in a, the area where you've just lost your connection, you don't have an internet connection, you don't have a cell connection, and you're stranded someplace, and it, believe me, it happens, uh, the iPhone 14 system will help you call through a satellite. You point, now this says you point your phone at the sky and line it up with the satellite. Well, I don't know how the hell you know how you line it up with the satellite. I mean, can you see the satellites up there? I'm pretty sure you can't. Um, But now there's a bunch of companies that are trying to do this, and it's a great idea because you just hit a couple of buttons on your iPhone, and it will dial an emergency number, which they take off the satellite passing overhead. So uh, that, I think, is a really clever idea. I think it's really a niche use because what they're going to do is they're going to give you uh, free access to emergency services for two years after you buy your device. Correct. So 
Marsh, yeah, that's a great way for Apple to make money. <laughs> right. But the more customer-friendly way, um, this is really a niche use. I mean, let's face it. You're going to use it if you're going backcountry hiking in the desert, oh, yeah. There's drag not that many racers, people that find remote truckers who go beyond cell networks, stuff like that. Right. If you could purchase it for a period of time, because the damn hardware's in the phone. Well, right. Right. So why should they have to charge you for this? If if you're not using it. Right. But, you know, once again, it's a great thing, um, valuable for the niche that needs it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it's going to really become a big, big deal. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, if you're on, like I am on the uh, upgrade program with Apple, uh, you know, every 12 months I turn it in and, and uh, just paid the monthly fee for it. So they'll, you know, they, you won't, I don't know what will happen after two years or what they're going to charge for this service. But it's a nice feature to have. And, you know, why not? Absolutely. Well, you know, um, it's, I think it's a great idea. And emergency text messages, T-Mobile is building the technology now into the phones that they sell. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, very interesting, needless to say. Yep. Um, okay, so you, I was watching, you mentioned this to me, did I watch Shark Tank, which is, I really enjoy that show. I think it's a lot yeah, of fun Yeah, I watch, to watch it all the time. And you found a product on there that looked kind of cool, I have to say. Yeah, it was very cool. And I, it was on last week's Shark Tank, not this week's, but the week before. And it's called the Nutter Machine. Um, this is amazing. If you drink plant-based milk, if you drink smoothies. I've even figured out a way to make soups with it. I mean, we have been playing with this nonstop because it is so cool. First of all, so the Nutter machine says plant-based milk created by you. And first, let me tell you, it's a sturdy device. And easily, $169 is not cheap. Although no. if you go to their website, thenutter.com, uh, they usually have a coupon, you know, a deal for you so you can get a discount. I think it's a great gift for anybody. We have used it. We've made almond milk and I've brought it to people. Um, you can use almond, oat, cashew, walnut, soy, coconut, rice, flax, peanut, and more. I mean, think, think about the possibilities. It is such a massively good grinder, and sa- the sound is muffled, so it isn't one of those things that is going to rattle <laughs> rattle your bones when you're doing it. Um, you can make creamers, smoothies. It's got a built-in heating element. It has a recipe book in it, which will tell you which heat or blend settings to use. There's room mm-hmm. temperature for non-heated and cold milks, which is what I do my uh, smoothies on. There's warm that heats to 140 for warm milks. You want to warm a little milk. You don't want to make it too hot. You can't put it in the microwave because you're going to screw that up. So you can heat to 140 for warm milks for hot cocoa, coffee, teas. Nice. And then it has hot, which heats to 212 for boiling. For ingredients that must reach boiling temperatures for safe consumption, for example, like soy milk. And it has settings that you could just boil water in minutes. Just boil. Keep warm. Keep the recipe warm if you're serving it out. Now, it only makes like eight ounces at a time. 
So it's not a big deal. We made <laughs> almond milk and filled a quart container by doing four spins, a little machine. It only took like three minutes each. So it's not like it used a whole lot. Um, the rinse cycle, it takes a minute to clean. There's no removing parts. There's no removing, uh, no big deal at all. You just put a little water in it and boom, clean. <laughs> Magic. 130-watt motor. And since I don't know about watts and motors, <laughs> there's also a strainer that if you want to strain the pulp from your milk, you can do that too. I got to tell you, when I first saw it, I'm going, really? Really? Seriously? This is a little strange. Yep. But I did like the sustainability thing that I'm – because I have a real problem of the constant plastic that we bring in our house. Holds milk, cottage cheese, what – I mean everything that we bring into our house. And I'm just tired of – there's no choice. If you want milk in the house, you might find glass bottles somewhere. But odds are you won't. So this is brilliant. I mean, it's a great invention. It comes with a measuring spoon. I love it. And I can recommend that if not for Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or what Father's Day or whatever, it's a great gift for any day. And you're going to want it yourself. Yeah, it's just very, three very steps. Cool. The recipes are there. You know, you add a little vanilla to the almond milk. It's no big deal, and it takes a sec, uh, just um, two, three minutes to make my shakes in the morning. I even stop it before it goes through the whole cycle. Otherwise, it whips up into this giant, <laughs> giant shake that, you know, can make me burp. What can I say? There you go. Air. So 100% five stars for the NUTR, the Nutter, uh, which is just, just brilliant for plant-based milks. Very cool. Yep. All right, so this story is, uh, for those of you who care about the environment, care about food waste, and don't mind paying someone else to do it for you. So there is a company called Mill Kitchen. They have a trash can, an electric trash can that sits in your home. Uh, it's their high-tech kitchen bin, and it takes food waste, and then it processes the food waste into composting. Um, and there is something like 119 billion pounds per year in the U.S. of what they call greenhouse gases emitted and food resources wasted. So this company takes their little device. It looks like, as I say, it looks like a little bit of a, a trash can. You put your food waste in it, and then you return them to Mill, who processes it into chicken feed and disperses it into farms. Um, and the idea is to keep it out of the landfills, you know, and get rid of uh, green gas and all the other things. Uh, and apparently they say that food in landfills is one of the most solvable problems we have in climate control. So basically you just take a surplus of uneaten food and scraps, you check it into the mill's kitchen bin, and overnight it breaks down the food scraps, turns them into consent, uh, cons condensed rather, usable grounds, uh, you can monitor it from your mobile app to see how your composting is doing. When the bin fills up, you empty the bucket into a prepaid shipping box and you send it back to the mill company, um, mm -hmm. the, which is interesting. <laughs> now, the downside, you pay 33 bucks a month. <laughs> so, you know, which is, frankly, if you were an environmentalist or you just care about, you know, trying to save the world a little bit, 33 bucks a month isn't that terrible. I don't know how much food waste, Marsha, you get or we get or whatever. 
but it's a kind of an interesting idea. And uh, you pay in a year in advance. So you pay $396 for the year. It covers the bin, the shipping boxes, delivery cost. Um, and it's about but 45 it's not, bucks a it's month. It's not a small machine, though. It's oh. the size of a kitchen garbage can. Well, yeah, right. That's what it's I said. Yeah, it looks like a, a garbage can you keep in your kitchen. It, it's big. But I will tell you, uh, where we live in Los Angeles, they've done a new thing. And they said to put your kitchen waste into your green bin, which is your garden waste. So that can all go to be made as mulch together, which I think is is kind of brilliant. Purportedly, they're going to uh, be giving out little buckets. But I do have to tell you that this shit's, uh, this stuff smells. (laughs) This (laughs) This composting stuff. stuff. This composting stuff really, really smells. It does. Yeah, this thing says that it takes the odor away. So Yeah, sure it does. Yeah. Sure <laughs> so, it does. Well. I tried composting in the backyard and I got to tell you I opened up the thing to turn it once. You about passed out. No, there were lizards growing around in there. Oh, it gross. was like uh, uh, no, I don't want this. I don't want to deal with it. It's too much. Too oh, much. Wow. Okay. Now, be, well, before anyway, we go uh, into our weekly streaming report, because I'm sure you you've been watching TV, because you always yep. do. I I couldn't get over how cool this was. I couldn't. Di- I sent you a copy of of one of the pictures from it in an article. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers made an annual calendar, mm-hmm. and if you download it, um, you will see it's a, an official U.S. government project. Um, copyright is free because it's free to share and free to use, free to print, whatever. It's, you know, just legit a government thing. So it's the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Portland District 2023 Cat Calendar. That's one of my favorite uh, districts in Portland. (laughs) But the the cool thing is, I mean, I'm not... I am not dissing the Corps of Engineers Photoshop talent because right. I think they kind of did a, a good enough job. <laughs> and, you know, it's each image shows a giant cat lounging on or attacking equipment or a key piece of the infrastructure. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, January kicks off with a tabby cat using the Hill Creek Reservoir Dam in Oregon as a scratching post. <laughs> Yeah, it's really adorable. July uh, stars a cat sitting on the deck of a Corps of Engineers ship. And there's commentary about dams, giant cats, and cat, uh, cat, all their stuff. Now, you can follow them on Twitter, at Portland Corps. That's P-O-R-T-L-A-N-D-C-O-R-P-S. And somebody tweeted, you guys suck at Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> and they said at least now we have a New Year's resolution: going to enroll in a Photoshop class. Well, there and you go. And you can find on their Twitter feed a link to getting the file. I have also tweeted it on January twenty eighth at eight a.m. Pacific, so you can get the link. Enjoy the calendar. I printed it out, and everybody. I mean, it's got crazy proportions, goofy fonts. It's. I loved it. I, I mean, the it. cat looks a little bit like Godzilla to me. Can't yeah, tell if it's yawning or ready to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy Well, cat. It, it's mimicking the, uh, what are those things called? Those 
machines. I don't know. It's opening its mouth like it's going to chomp up stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. A digger machine. I don't know. Very cute called. stuff. So what are you watching? Anything? Um, It's like, what are we in some sort of lull? Network TV has removed all all the shows. They're watching, showing stuff from 2020, which is very upsetting to me. Well, they're out of sweeps. So yeah, sweeps, right. I think, is in December. And so since we're getting tight, um, I'm about to go in and watch more of Pachinko. I started which, watching it. I haven't been able to really get into it yet. Yeah, but, you know, as it is with a lot of foreign things, you have to get deeper into yep, it. Yeah. Deeper into it. I want to watch uh, Shrinking. Yeah, that with, looks interesting. And that is on, what, Apple TV? Apple TV, right. That's and that one. stars, what, Amazon, Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, what's his name from... Uh, and and for those from, who like rom-coms, there's Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel in Shotgun Wedding on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Um, Eddie Murphy is back with You yeah. People. Uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of good stuff on the streaming. But again, yeah, we're not going to talk that... about it because we're running out of time, but the prices are getting out of control, and we'll talk about that next week. Uh, People are yeah, paying poker way face, more, which is which yeah. is interesting too. People are paying uh, way more now than than they. You know, we're going to cut the cord and save money. No, we're paying all of us much more than we were because before. what we didn't realize when we did that was let's say you use Dish Network and you subscribed and you got one bill. Well, now oh, it's only eight bucks a month, and now you have thirty-seven streaming services. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. So what what were you saying? What are you going to be watching? There's a new thing coming up with Martin Mull. I don't know the name of it. I've seen yeah, commercials Yeah, something for about your dad or something. Something interesting. Yeah. I think it's February 8th it starts. So, yeah, there's cool stuff coming up. So You know, for the kids, if you want something fun to watch with, speaking of Josh Dumel, um, it's the uh, Mighty Ducks, new version of the Mighty Ducks. And it's uh, it's a very entertaining series for kids, for family. It's something you can sit around the house and watch and enjoy. So that's the story for me. Hey, listen, have a great week. Enjoy. And we will see you next weekend. We will have tech tips, more fun things, and we love spending our time with us. I mean, what? Next week's going to be pre-Valentine's Day, so we'll have Mm. some gifts for you. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on computer and technology radio see you next week tell your friends bye-bye you've been listening to computer and technology radio with your hosts mark cohen and marcia collier produced by brain food radio syndication global food for thought